Ladies and gentlemen, fight me. <laughs> there we go. We're starting right out. <laughs> fight me. Boys and girls, gamers of all ages, and fist fighters. <laughs> it's your host. My finishing move is called the Drench Fist. <laughs> Fuck it. We're going to get just intro. Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. Alright, it's our last episode of the season, guys. Yay! We <laughs> made it. Uh, next week, we're going to be at Radcon doing a live cast. Season 3 was fun. Hopefully we'll have a studio audience this time. Yeah, hopefully. I don't fun. know. It's Friday before opening ceremonies. Oh. No. Not for this one. Friday, like 3 p.m. are recording. No, no. no we're recording on Friday at like 8 Saturday. p.m. Or no, Saturday 8 p.m. Yeah, okay. Saturday like 8 p.m. to What are we 9? doing Friday? Uh, Drinking? Better DM? Better DM stuff. Oh. Right, that's the one that's before we, We've got four panels lined up. One is on Friday starting at like 2 p.m. We've got a shit ton of them on Saturday. Or Don't least. we have one on Sunday? Yeah, yes, we got one on Sunday. Uh, my Saturday is like book starting from like 9 a.m. Um, I mean, but our live right. recording session is just before uh, the fire dance and shit starts on Saturday night. Very big. We, we, we actually got a really good time slot on Saturday. I couldn't be more happy with it. Saturday, Saturday, Like our Saturday. time slot is like... If we actually get people in the room, there will be a chance that we'll get like one or two people who are already liquored up and ready to go. Woo! Woo! Yeah! We'll, we'll get our own EA Woo guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get our <laughs> own... Look, you know what? EA Woo guy got paid. These guys are getting entertained. And therefore, it's more legitimate. There we go. That's true. There we go. That is true. You know, if they're showing up and having a good time, it's all I can ask for. Exactly. Radcom's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be interesting. It's not going to be a lot of fun because I have to share a room with you. And me. Well, hold on. No, no, no. You're cool. You are cool, Moniker. I will say the sharing a room with you at Spokon, not a fucking problem. Oh, thank you. This bastard over here, though. (laughs) Out of a dead fucking sleep, you woke me up because you're tipsy ass, because I know it was probably one half a cider. (laughs) Comes walking in like it's fucking electric boogaloo. Fucking stomping around, yelling, fucking knocking shit over. Packing his shit on Saturday night while everybody's trying to sleep. And then and I'm all like, I didn't even have a chance to get liquored up. I just took some sleepy times juice. Like, I want to pass the fuck out. And this dude starts snoring. And an hour and a half later, I'm like, any time now, Night Quill, do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my girl's a real light sleeper. I hope we're on opposite sides of the fucking hotel this time. Uh, all, right, all right. I haven't had an easier time falling asleep at the party wing at Norwest Con. Have you tried going in to get checked for a fucking like, sleep apnea? CPAP or something? Not yet. I recommend it. Dude, you oh. pass right out and you're just like... <sighs> There's only one hey, other person... Hey, he's a dragon. To be fair... To be fair, there is only one other person I know that snores louder than he does. Who? Chainsaw. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and Chainsaw, that's how he got his name. Like, when this dude snored, you swore that the whatever unholy powers were there, that the windows were being sucked in, and then 
like we go convex <laughs> and then go concave and then convex and then convey. Every time he inhaled, it was just he was just creating a singularity around could, his nostrils. Chainsaw could snore while snoring. <laughs> he could double snore like he's on the inhale and somehow oh, there'd be like a so he's got the Mongolian snoring I was about technique. to say he's yeah. like throat snoring there, there'd be like a snore underneath the, like a sublayer snore going on low wave like dog like people I wish I knew him so I could and the only ones you can hear of course him. are people who are about to fall asleep and dogs <laughs> so Kazer Ken I am not excited about sharing the room with you I'm just saying that now I'm sorry man <laughs> uh, I'm I glad really I got am. a single bed because those are all usually away from those. But uh, other fun stuff we have going on at Radcon, our usual try and interview everybody. I have tried communicating with everyone they have listed as guests right now, and I'm not getting bub kiss back. What I'm thinking, what I'm thinking yeah, is I'm going to go in and I'm going to try to like. I think what we should do is try to grab uh, Ron Leota. Uh-huh. Podcast Empire. So yeah, and we're, to... aren't we on panels with him? We are on a panel with him. We doubled down, so his panel he's hosting. We're going to be on that one. Dude is awesome, cool. He's also one of the writers for uh, Attention Span Games. We also uh, need to try and get Lord Dragon. Uh, trying to corner him if he's there. trying to corner Dragon right now. Dude is like trying to corner the coronavirus. Corona Chan, choke me out. Corona Chan. Uh, but all I'm saying is we get uh, Ron Leota if we possibly can. We go downstairs and grab Mr. Sinister with Sinister mm-hmm. Metalworks and pray that we can find him at a good time and grab John Wick. If he's there this year. I didn't I see I think him. he's there this year. I think I saw his name. But those are like the top three I'm thinking of. And we drag all three of these guys back to our room and uncensored, if you have drinks, go ahead and drink them, libations. I don't care, you know, an over 18 and we get the, you know, game people sitting down and we just like do a 30 minute fireside chat with these guys. Dude. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I, I think that kids. would be just balls badass. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Baller. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, we've got all that usual stuff. We're going to try and run around and interview people. We've got a reputation now. We do? I've got a reputation as being the creepy guy with a camera. <laughs> I, I got, I... I still feel so bad after editing that video after last RadCon. Like, I, I, there was a couple of people running around, and the guy dressed up as Arrow. Like, uh, head to toe, 100% legit. His costume was just fire. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, he was yeah. cool. And, I, and if I had a hallway award ribbon to give him, I would have just walked away like, bam. All right, so we're stopping by the hobby store getting fucking ribbons. Uh, <laughs> but he was hanging out with this gal dressed up as Supergirl. On the second day. On the second day. Supergirl, Power Girl. Supergirl. And her costume was actually really good too, but Arrow... It was correct to the comics. It was correct to the comics, and one of the things I wanted to do, like, it was in my head beforehand, and I wanted to do, like, a screenshot of them in comparison to a screenshot of the character to show how close their costume was to the source material. And, you know, with Arrow, I did a, a, you know, start at the head, work my way down to the feet, work my way back up to the head to show off the costume. And in my head, I'm already thinking about editing this shit, you know. So I'll put the picture next to that and I'll do the head to toe shot so that the viewer will get a full view of their costume in comparison to the TV show costume. And I did the same for Supergirl as I did for Arrow. Didn't even (laughs) fucking conjure how creepy that was. And here I am sitting down, I'm in post-edit, I'm going through all the pictures, going through the, the Were you salivating? Page. No. Okay. And then I just, it, it fucking hit me. Here I am editing like two weeks after the con, and I realized I do the head-to-toe shot, you know, showing off 
her outfit, getting ready to do the picture comparison. I'm like, oh my god, that was creepy. Now, when you panned back up to her face, did she have that, you know, super disturbed look on her face? She did not have the super girl or not so super girl. She did not look disturbed. The my eyes are up here look. She did not give me the my eyes are up here look. Thankfully, I think she was rolling with the punches. Because I've gotten that a few times. Uh, well, but, look at you. I mean, in still, fairness, mm, she she probably just watched you do it for the. For I, the I did it the arrow first, and I did and I did say behind camera, I'm like, we're doing the head to toe here to prove your costume is 100 percent legit. I said that to her, but I didn't say the same thing to her. I'm just like, all right, we're gonna do the pan through now, and I was already thinking of editing, so my mind is like compartmentalized in two different areas. And these two compartments finally came together and posted it, and I'm like, oh my god! I am so glad nobody called security about the weird guy with the fucking burlap hood on his face, you know, doing upshots of people in costume. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> this is not my intent! So I would say definitely one thing we gotta do, because last time, the last couple times, there's been me and Q <clears throat> running around, and, you know, goblins had to stay in the cage. But uh, we bust them out a few times, you know. Uh, <laughs> we gotta go and split up into teams of two. I'm thinking Kaz and Goblin, because you can keep them on a leash. <laughs> we'll keep Q in the editing bay. And then we're gonna take uh, me and Moniker. We'll split up into the teams. Hell yeah. And we'll rotate shifts to take the camera around and do a basic interview style with people. So anyone uh, who's at con. Yeah, well, we haven't been overly successful with that. And then, like... Grabbing people at the last minute is a pain in the ass. That's why I want to. That's why we're heading in early on Thursday. Uh, right now, I mean, I'm thinking about trying a new style and go up to the green room and just camp, holding a business card above my head and be like, Anybody? "Oh shit, we need more business cards." I still have 250 of them. I need each. to get me some. I'm going to uh, FedEx tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, so yeah, we're going to RadCon. Super duper excited because that means our live cast will officially be season four, episode one. Woo! Nice! That means we have completed three years of doing this crap. Three and a half. Well, the first six months don't count because that was all prep work. And, oh, you know, I was counting the uh, over eight month guests, not counting. <laughs> okay, yeah, we did have that little issue. Whip. We need to get the hooligans back on. That was a good episode. Yeah, the I don't work with him anymore, so it's hard to get in contact with him. Apparently, yeah. he spent the last week down in Vegas. Oh, did he? Yeah, the hooligans were just fucking legit. That was yeah. their, one of our better episodes. Yeah, I'm excited for my first RadCon. You are? Yeah, likewise. Yeah, that should be fun. Uh, speaking of RadCon... Uh, now, which of the Tri-Cities is in? Is in Richmond? Pasco. Uh, it's in Pasco. Oh, I like Pasco. It um, is in Pasco. It's Pasco, Richmond, and what's the third one? Um, it's the one with the radiation. Uh, that, that's the only thing I know about the Tri Cities is Hanford. Well, Hanford's back in kind of back west a bit. I I don't know. I just I think so. Radioactive tumbleweeds. That's all I think of about that corner of the state. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyway, uh, today's topic, for the most part, yes, we're excited about Redcon. We'll be there. And if you are listening to this and you see us at RadCon... Please, say hi. Yeah, step on up, dude. I'll put you in front of a camera or just have a conversation off the side. Or I'll drag you back to the room and have you tell your most epic D&D story. I don't care, man. I'm all about audience participation. Oh, yeah. oh dude. And it's yeah. uh, Kennewick is the third city. Oh, uh, yeah. The Kennewick, man. Kennewick, Richland, and Pasco. Well, we'll be in Pasco. No Jeez, I haven't been back, back to the Tri-City since I was in high school for band. This is uh, going to be a trip. 
Yeah, well, that side of the mountains kind of disturbs the shit out of me because real life story, I was living over there on the reservation. Yeah, you were telling me like, <laughs> yeah. during Halloween. A little spit yeah. stain. Yeah, and a dude got um, touched in an inappropriate and brutal manner in a locker room, and I happened to be going to a high school like two towns over. Oof. So, Oof. yeah, gym class became real interesting after that event. <laughs> a lot of people taking showers with their shorts on suddenly. Surprising. Yeah, that, that side of the mountains does not hold many fond memories. <laughs> um, and so, to be fair, besides Spokane and the Tri-Cities, there's really not much over there. Pretty much. Uh, there's uh, Walla Walla. They have, like, onions. And apples. And yeah. apple everywhere. Uh, apples over there, dude. Oh, I guess there's Walla Walla and there's Wenatchee. But Although, one of the weird things... Wenatchee's nice. ...is when you're going through, like, the farmlands over there... Is going through the mint fields with the windows rolled down in like oh, 110 yeah. degree weather. Oh yeah, all that mint ball. No, it's, it's like super fucking hot, and then all the mint hits you, and your brain goes confused. <laughs> this is really minty, fresh air. It feels cool and brisk, but I'm still sweating like a fucking stuck hog. What the hell? <laughs> kind of on that note, when uh, we were driving back from. Uh, uh, taking my brother down to Santa Clara back in September. Um, we were coming up through Oregon, you know, coming up through Willamette Valley and all the farmlands and shit. And we drove through a farm that was, uh, I think their main crop was cabbages. And in the September heat, boy oh boy, that was some. That, was some, uh, <laughs> that can't. That can't. Uh, that was some stanky cabbage. Stanky cabbage. Stanky cabbage. Uh, what was it? I think I saw a tweet set. It was a set of three. Oh yeah. It's like, so habaneros. And mint, right? Yeah. I'm going to eat a habanero because a habanero will activate the, ah, it's too hot. And the mint goes, ah, it's too cold. So the two should cancel out. The next tweet is, so guess what hellfire tastes like? Yeah, I bet so. <laughs> yeah. And then the third tweet was a response going, yeah, so those are actually two different types of cells and can therefore be activated at the same time. Well, yeah, it's like wiping your ass with icy hot. <laughs> There, there was a dude, and I won't name names, but there was a dude when I was in a marching band who, as a prank, someone uh, replaced his shower gel with Icy Hot, and the first thing he claimed was his dick. Oh! <laughs> uh, damn! Oh! Uh, so let's get in the Let gaming. me just say, I accidentally, um, I won't say how it happened, but I accidentally had that experience happen to me. Holy fuck! Um, it burns, but it's so cold! Gaming! Gaming, gaming, gaming. gaming. <laughs> uh, today's topic is pet peeves at the game table. Now you know a little more about the moniker. Yes, they do. <laughs> the moniker knows the feeling of icy hat. Icy hot. Icy hat. Icy hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you take an ice cube and you bore out a piece of it and you put it on the tip. Yeah. Icy hat. <laughs> it's like a Jimmy hat, but a lot cooler. <laughs> Literally. Literally, yes. Uh, pet peeves at the gaming table... Okay. Shit that pisses us off that players do as game masters, or in Moniker's case, shit that other players do that pisses him off mm -hmm. when he's sitting next to them. And I will have to say, number one. I mean, um, and I'm gonna go. You know, just I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shy away from the normal technology angle that I normally throw in here. Okay, can I uh, put one caveat before you start? All right, start one on, caveat. One caveat. I, I think we should say, you know, I mean, obviously. Uh, you, 
Lord Dragon here and Blasphemous are going to be talking mainly about um, uh, behind the screen side. Yeah, behind the screen side. But I think we should also take it's a good opportunity to talk about what peeves us as card gamers and even war gaming too. All right, pausing. Blasphemous has just gotten back from his most triumphant crap. Oh, they're chunky. Well, let's see. The hazmat team's already done, so. Oh, Jesus. Hey, it's not like, well, yeah. Um, actually, that's too gross to be talking about on here, but, you know, like, when you get the, the liquid fire hose and, and you just had popcorn, so it's like, you're blasting liquid sand. <laughs> yeah. Get the dirty squirties. The dirty squirties. Uh, so, yeah. I just, we're, I just call that a Hillary. A Hillary. A Hillary. I'm just setting up that we're about to do, um... Pet peeves at the table. Pet peeves at the table. Since you're the fresh one back, do it. I dare you. Minty fresh. Minty fresh. So... Hey, we were just talking about mint, too. (laughs) I heard. Yeah. So, one of the big things that bothers me at the table... Is the moniker. No. (laughs) No, trust me, you're you're actually on the good side of the table. Hell yeah. It's people who look away from the microphone when you're playing a role-playing game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'll be his. But... (laughs) So, no, for me at the table, it's just those people who just play those most super special snowflake characters. I'm going to play a hippie druid, and I'm going to release all the animals. You know you have an animal companion, right, that is basically bound to you? Yeah, that's not much better than, hey, I'm going to feed and house this fucking horse. And yeah, it's got to wear a bit and bridle sometimes, but I take good care of my horse. I don't ride it in a fucking battle with a mandolin shound. Mandling Shound, yes. <laughs> Our favorite word lately. Mandling yep. Shound. Yeah, Mandling Shound. Oh, goodness. But yeah, just those people who take their character a bit too not serious. You know, it, it's like, it bothers me. Like, someone who walks up to the table and is like, oh, I'm going to play a warlock and I'm an Azamar and uh, my name in Elven means, or in Celestial means uh, Lucifer Morningstar. Ha ha ha, lol. And then that's the whole thing the game devolves into. It's really fucking annoying. It's even worse when you get two of them and they're like having like a contest of me- whipping it out and slapping it on the table and like breaking out a tape measure to see whose character is more special. Yeah. So so what you're saying is you hate you hate uh, the gamers who you know uh, take it. Uh... Basically, I hate most of the people who play MX. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think that's what I was getting to in a nutshell. Uh, for me, it's the uh, Edgelord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in that realm, it's definitely the Edgelord. Especially the Edgelord who goes, I have a dark and horrible past. I grew up doing horrible things. And they make this huge, long, dark and horrible, tragic backstory. And then they are they wonder why nobody's interested in hearing about, you know, the how their character became what they are and how they got all the way to the point of becoming in the game. They're like, nobody's interested in hearing about my character. And it's like, have you left a door open that they can walk into? And you're like, yes, I would like to tell you about this. No, you don't leave any doors open. So you're you're a complete wall of ice, but you're expecting people to traverse that wall of ice to find out more about your character? No, I got other shit to do. Yeah, it's totally that neckbeard argument of, oh, I'm never going to find a real girlfriend. Dude, you sit there in the basement playing video games for 12 hours a day and sleep the other 12. And maybe... Just maybe you might have a job. And guess what? There's nothing but other dudes there. And whatever chicks do come into whatever Pizza Hut Taco Bell you work at are super repulsed by you. <laughs> um, dude. 
I have a job and I don't want to lose it, which is why I don't talk to girls. Hello, this is 2020. <laughs> Saying hello can land me in HR. That's why you never shit where you eat. Don't date at work. Never, 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 ever, ever. Worked out pretty well for me. <laughs> you you found a sugar mama. That's different. There's always... <laughs> okay, you got me there. There are always aberrations <laughs> to the mathematical formula when dealing with people, so lucky you. Yay. I mean, I looked out in different ways. <laughs> I never shat where I ate. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Literally, when offered, I didn't shit where I ate. <laughs> you don't shit in your own bed, son. So even when I do see a gal at work and I'm like, well, she fits the bill, she's single, she doesn't have any kids, she smiles a lot, she's fun to be around, we have things in common, but we work together. There's a note right there. Just Once I call that a deal breaker. It's a no-fly zone. I mean, like, if you're working with somebody and you break up with them, shit gets awkward super fast. Not only awkward, just horribly tense. Oh yeah, very tense. Yeah. Just like that big awkward pause. But you know what, Moniker, I believe you're up next for uh, Pet Peeves at the game table. Yeah. Are we just going to take it in turn to say one each? Sure, why we'll, not? We'll devolve and we'll cross-talk them up. Yeah. Okay, um, so I'm, I'm just going to uh, preface this here where I did this a couple times, so I'm not completely um, exempt from this. But something I did grow to hate, and this is more kind of in the magic and card gaming side, when it's very clear that, you know, you beat someone or they beat you, but they still want to go, you know, it's like you're at like one point of health and they can just, you know, ping you for one with like a, you know, like tap to deal a damage or like, you know, just the one, one sapperling. But they're like, no, I'm going to cast this spell and this spell and keep doing this elaborate combo to deal 20 damage when they could just, you know, be, a, de yeah, be a decent person and just ding and end it. It's like, I'm not impressed, dude. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, that always pisses me off, because it's like... So you hate playing with Athens sometimes? <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, it's been a long while since I've actually played uh, with I Sparta, still remember so. the look on his face when I killed his indestructible creature with a tap kill. Because <laughs> one of the things I was um, working on getting my uh, judge certificate, you know, to be a level whatever the fuck judge, level yeah. four, level five, whatever. Level one. Entry. Entry level, yeah. Well, I was taking my judge test, and there's a lot of stuff in there. Even during the test, I learned some rules that I did not previously know about how to play the stack. And so I pull off this huge... He has got this huge, massive, nasty creature on the other side. Yeah. He's just a trample machine that's indestructible, and I'm looking at my little army of just Weenies. fucking weenie 1-1s. And most of the deck that I was playing was themed off of tap kills. Yeah. You can't tap kill an indestructible. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm looking at the cards in my hand, looking at the ones on the table. And I'm like, aha! And so I lay out this combo that reduces his um, indestructible 10-10 trampler down to a 1-1 with no special abilities. And then I do this like tap kill combo and I play all these cards in a specific order. And he's like, well, the creature lives. And I'm like, no, actually, I actually got to use that line. Well, actually. Yeah, I actually get to do the, well, actually, because the way the stack plays out. And then I, like, laid it out for him, card by card, the way the stack played out. And I was like, the end result is your Tintin Trampler now dies because the way the stack goes. And he looks over and he's like, Judge? And Judge's like, yep. He gotcha. <laughs> he <got laughs> he you. comes all this mana, gets this big badass creature out there, and I just, like, 
Play three cards, tap one dude, and it dies. And he's like, you can't. I'm like, I just did. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'd have to say that's one of my peeves, you know. If it's like, if it's obvious you've got to win, but you still do the big fucking combo when you could just be decent and just ping them, you know. No, that's what is, I don't like. There is an exception to that, okay. right? I've had players who had that combo, you know, that reoccurring combo. They built a America control deck. And oh, kind based America around, controls. Based around rebound, and he would stagger his rebounds. So, so every turn, one of them was going off. Brony had a nasty... Uh, Continuing with this, um, we played a game, he beat me soundly, and I'm like, alright, I got a wacky one for you. I can beat that deck without a combat step. Oh, really? Yes, using a black zombie deck. Really? Alright, this I gotta see. So we play it up, he's clearly winning, yeah. but because he wants to see how I'm actually going to pull this off, he starts making some less than strategic or bloodthirsty choices, right? He starts pinging my creatures instead of me, because I'm down at like three out Yeah. I finally get the card combo off, and I've got enough creatures. I nuke my own field. Mutilate. Everything gets like minus ten, minus ten, or something stupid. Yeah. And all my zombies die. And my vengeful dead blows him the fuck up. Okay. But because of this, like... I, I did this specifically because I wanted to prove that I could do it while not having to attack him directly yeah. in a very unconventional way. Yeah. And, you know, he, he was having a blast with it. Like, he absolutely, you know, agreed to play somewhat less than seriously after a little while. Well, you guys were doing, like, a casual game, right? Absolutely. Yeah, well, see, what I'm talking about is, like, more, like, in the tournament setting or something like that. That's when it starts to annoy me, because it's like, okay, I get it, you've built up this great combo, just fucking end it, dude. Just push the knife already. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's what pisses me off. Um, which one of you two's next? Okay. Oh, it sounds like me. Yeah, you're up. Mmm. I am not a fan, in the slightest, of... The moniker. Dude, you have a low imp- opinion of yourself. No, I think he just wants his name in there more. <laughs> he does. The moniker. It's the moniker. Ow, I'm fuck. The moniker. <laughs> what did you do? Quit uh, trying to uh, manscape with your lighter over there. I was just trying to light my calluses on fire. God damn it. <laughs> He's manscaping with a lighter. No, I burned my thumb, though. Oh, that's pain. <laughs> I was burning on my toe, and then I got my thumb instead. Bad goblin, put the fire away. But I wanted to burn the dead skin. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put the lighter down. Alright, alright. One thing that I absolutely loathe as a player and a DM Mm -hmm. is players doing things deliberately stupid. Now, Now, I'm not talking like playing a character with a low int score. I'm talking about players with above-average int scores still being dumb fucks. Oh, yes, the red button argument. A lot uh, of the red button yeah. argument, a lot of the it's like it's what my character would do sort of thing, a lot of the, well, I just want to roll to see what I can do. That drives me fucking batty. Because it tells me, as a DM, they're not taking this seriously. They're not trying to enjoy this in the same way that the rest of my players and myself are. Like, I'm trying to tell a story for you guys. Yeah. Right? They're trying to enjoy that story and live it, breathe life fully into it. Right? Mm-hmm. 
And then you got Jagoff McGee over here, just sort of, you know, playing with his dick. And it's like, this is not lining up with the way that this should be. This is not lining up with even fucking basic respect at this point. Yeah, yeah. And it's just batty. Fucking insane. Yeah, that uh, kind of segues into the kind of player that I don't like having on my table, and I've been on the same side of the table as them, but after GM for, GMing for a while, I just lost any and all uh, pity. And as the player who sits there, you know, there's a scene going on, everybody's at the tavern, you've got one guy, he's ordering drinks, one guy's trying to get laid, the other dude's trying to figure out who the guy in the, the corner with the dark hood on is... And then you got your fourth player sitting there, and they're just, like, not doing a thing. And the GM's like, are you going to do anything? And they're like, well, this scene doesn't involve me. Yep, I fucking hate that. Yeah, every group seems to get that one person who's like, shit's going on all around them. They don't involve themselves in any way, shape, or form, and they expect that it's up to the GM to throw out a big fucking hook and reel them in. They're like, oh, my character's not doing anything because they're not involved in the scene. Uh, So you don't like the reactionary players? It's not so much reactionary as like uninvested. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're uninvested. They never they, take notes. They never pay attention to what's going on when it comes to their turn in combat. They need oh, to wait, take wait, an wait, extra wait. five uh, minutes uh, uh, because they totally forgot what they were doing. Oh, so the phone checker, thinking. kind of. Yeah, kind yeah, of like the phone, phone checker, check. but they don't necessarily have to have a phone in hand. Okay. Yeah, there, there's every group seems to always get this one person who sits there and they're not invested. And Blasmus just laid out a lot of the cues that you can see that this person has. They don't take notes, they don't talk to the other players. They're pretty much just a lump sitting there waiting for the GM to grab them by the hand and walk them through. Which puts a lot more effort on the GM's hand because now, not only is he like running three other players through the game, now he's gotta coddle that fourth constantly while juggling everything else. Yeah. On top of the rest of the world, the monsters, the loot, the equipment, the story... The you yeah. know the fucking smells. Am I wrong? In, am I wrong in saying that you're pretty much just playing their character for them at that point? At Almost. That, yeah. At that point, you're pretty much the player is. Yeah, that's essentially just <laughs> a having the GM be there as their uh, storytelling parental unit. It, it, it's it's like your player becomes the cardboard cutout, and it's mm. it's equal parts disrespectful and goddamn like. I have seen NPCs and modules with more depth. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, like, this comes from a, from a group of people that's played through that god-awful Kingmaker fucking freak out. <laughs> oh, God. And it, they like, revamped it for second edition. It's a fun idea. It was not implemented well. That's... that's. Well, you know what? It, you can tell me it wasn't real Kingmaker, and I will agree it wasn't real Kingmaker... But someday we'll get together, we'll start a movement, and we'll start a country that is real Kingmaker. It's Kangmaker, thank you. Kang. Whoa! Shit. I see. You know, uh, <clears throat> if one of our subscribers decides to beat the shit out of you, mm-hmm. Cedric, I won't hold you back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just gave one of our subscribers a shout out. <laughs> nice. Do it. You know, let's give a round of applause to Cedric right now. Well, a round of applause to Cedric. <laughs> Thanks for sticking uh, with uh, us. Uh, Thanks, Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> and if you beat the shit out of Blasphemous, I don't blame you. <laughs> oh. 
And everybody calls me the racist fuck. <laughs> if fucks don't exist. <sighs> Alright, who's next for pet peeves? I'm gonna have to build a wall. Uh, I ain't paying for it. But I can't. Because recently I learned it's in my genetic history that my people used to go around walls. <laughs> I'm sure people go over or under them, so we're gonna have a, like a really weird fight. <laughs> I'm gonna go around and not see you because you've already gone over it. Then I'll go back around and I'll be like, "Where is he?" And he's gone under it. <sighs> then I'll have to like fire singing arrows at you or something. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, of course, there's cell phone guy, but that alone is an entire episode I could go off on. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like... Short and sweet, I hate a uh, cell phone person. Yeah, I I think that's a shared sentiment by most folks. Yeah, well... Most folks, because apparently they still exist. Otherwise. Yeah, look in a mirror, Kaz. Whoa. I'm not going to say I'm not guilty of it. Oh, you are? Okay. Uh, what, when was the last time we went camping? Two years ago? We go camping. Three, Three years ago. We go camping. We go way out in the forest over in the Wenatchee Valley. And we are at least, like, what, 30 minutes from the closest source of gas, food, toilet paper? I don't know. Y'all went there. I just got sick on the drive back. Yeah, well, we, we, we went way out in the middle of BFE to a campground. I'm running game. It's, like, 7 o'clock at night. And uh, you know, we're doing all of our shit. And I look over, and Kaz is playing some fucking space game on his cell phone. Well, so was Nedge and uh, uh, Narciss. Yeah, why do you think we cut game so early? I do not ride in a car for four hours. Set up my tent. Throw for, uh, wood on the fire. Wood. Pour myself wood. Wood. <laughs> I don't give myself wood. Just to have people play on a cell phone. And then to do it out in the forest. That's why we went out there, because no service and no chargers. Yeah, no service, no chargers, and you guys were still doing it, even though there was no service. <laughs> oh, let's just play a first-person game that requires no internet connection, ha! Huh? I'm so smart! <laughs> this is this is why I don't have games on my phone anymore. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm calling you out, dude. Yeah. Can't oh. say I didn't deserve it. Cell phones. Alright, who's, who's got another peeve? Oh, I've got a good one. What you got? Ooh, we're dipping accents now. We're dipping accents now. All right, so I've talked about the person who is a specialist snowflake ever. Uh-huh. And we've talked about the fucking edgelord and the fucking never pays attention. But when you're playing in a tournament for magic, uh-huh. there's the guy or gal or zer fucking insert bullshit that completely wants to get their wombo comedy smashity brashity whatever bullshit off on you even if they can clearly kill you easily yep the thing that gets me is the sore loser <clears throat> oh yeah the yeah. sore fucking loser is the one that gets me because you can have a good game a straight up fucking to the last fucking top deck win fucking card uh, and drag out brawl oh yeah it's absolutely to the last man and it could be the best fucking match you've had in weeks. But they lost, so they have the worst fucking time. And they literally, literally, get up from the table, say it's bullshit, walk outside, smoke like five goddamn cigarettes, almost mix, miss the next round because they need to cool off. <clears throat> and it's like, 
what the fuck, man? We just had the best match I've had in ages. And it came down the last card. But because you lost, you got all fucking uppity and fucking butthurt. That just drives me fucking nuts. You know, it's like, we have a good match. I lose. I get my ass handed me sometimes by people with, you know, turn two fucking EDH wins. But when it's fucking, you know, an actual perfected deck and it's 1v1 me, bro, and we just fucking knuckles are fucking bloody afterwards and they absolutely lose their shit because they didn't win on the so opposite someone in particular in mind that you have or you're not going to name drop them <laughs> not going to name drop not gonna them not going to name okay. on the opposite hand though one of the best uh, matches I've had at one of the stores no longer located in Everett um burr, 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 burr. goodbye Kiki Villain I'll miss you but this was actually at a different store like, my poker face came into play so hard on this one. Like, I'm playing a red deck, and I do straight burn. burn yeah. Burn, 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 just burn, 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 burn. And, and I have tested the deck out before the tournament. And this thing was hot fast. It was pure red fire, just molten lava to your face. And I threw, I threw a few creatures in there just to add buffer to it. Because my card count was coming out off, and I needed to meet requirements. So I get my card count correct, and my deck is still playing pretty damn good. And I sit down across from the other guy, and then my deck just goes, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I could not get mana to save my life. And so there I am. I'm looking at my cards. I draw one. I look at my cards. I filter them out. And I'm doing everything possible not to discard. So I'm just throwing chump shit at the table. You know, maybe a little bit of burn here, maybe a little there. You know, just like nickel and diming my opponent as best as I can. Just poker face. <laughs> Cannot read this. You know, the, the amount of worry on me right at that moment was John Cena levels of you can't see this shit. <laughs> and the guy is sitting there and like every time I pull a card, I look at it. I look over and I'm like, can I see that card? Ready. Just the one right next to your creature. You know, and I take his card, I look at it, look at my hand, look at his card, hand his card back, say thank you, move my cards around a little bit. I'll be like, ah, you know, one more turn. You go ahead. And I keep doing this round after round after round, just <laughs> stalling as best as I could. I got like three mana on the table. I need one more, goddammit. <laughs> one more mana. And fucking this dude, you know, he's just amassing a fucking army over there and he's like legitimately worried because every turn I'm looking at him checking his cards out I might reach over finger fuck his uh, cards a little bit <laughs> check out his uh, graveyard check out my graveyard look at my cards and I keep doing this and after about six or seven rounds finally he's like okay I'm gonna try it this is probably the stupidest thing I've ever done in attorney I'm like alright what are you gonna do and he taps everything he's like I'm going all out <laughs> I just fold my hand up and I'm like, you win. <laughs> He's like, what? And I show up the cards I was holding and everything is four mana cost or more. And I'm like, I was waiting for one more mana before I could do anything. And he's like, you held me for six turns on that? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so that was a legitimately awesome game to be in. Uh. But for the guy who's a sore loser, also for card gaming though, is Captain, I would have to say, overconfident. The guy who sits down and looks at you like we we got um, people that would come into the game shop when I was I still working there. I believe we had a guy called uh, DS. 
I'm not, I'm not no, no, yes. I'm actually going off on another one. I never even got to learn this kid's name. He walks into the store. He wants to check out what the, um, the competition check, is. Basically, check out the competition. And I'm like, all right, I got, I can play a free game, walk away from the counter, I'll let somebody else watch it for a few minutes. I'll take you on. And immediately, the first thing he says when we sit down and start shuffling, he's like, I'm going to win. <laughs> oh, yeah. First warning. And I'm just like, all right. And I played my deck fair enough. I mean, I was pretty close at some points, but the matchup was his deck had a lot more flyers. He was playing blue. I was playing a lot more green, so he had the flying advantage. Okay, that peeps me just real quick. Blue flyer people. <laughs> blue flyer people. Yeah. So he won just based on his flyers. He could not touch me on the ground. Not at all. So he had to nickel and dime me. He eventually took me down. And I'm like, hey, good game. Never returned again because we weren't challenging enough. Not good enough. I'm like, dude, you only took on one person here, and I played you with a fun deck. I didn't play you with a blood deck. I didn't play you with one of my tourney decks. You didn't play one of the other guys in here who habitually wiped me out. And I hate that when people walk in and they'll be like, oh, I'm going to win with three life left. They, they like call out their win in advance before cards are even dealt. Yeah. That guy that always brags about his deck. Oh, yeah, I, I took this to GP Seattle, and, you know, I'm... I, I made it to, like, eighth place, and I'm like, all right, cool, so you end up getting your invite today. He's like, oh, no, no, I, I got to turn it down. Da, da, da. One of those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. But, Braggs a lot? Yeah. Yeah, I hate Sir Braggs like, a lot. There's, there's a difference between being confident in your deck and being a cocky, smarmy bitch. Yeah, 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 exactly. And once you cross that line, there's no going back. Yeah. I had one guy do that shit to me, um, and it was like poetic justice because he was talking about how phenomenally awesome his deck is, all these other players that he's just managed to decimate, these really cool combos in his deck, and I'm like, okay, I'll take you on with one of my decks that I play when I get a little bit more serious. I'll, I'll pull off the second shelf from the top. We'll see how your deck does. And I don't know what it was, dude, but I pulled out my beast deck and I just fucking railed him. He didn't even have a fucking chance. <laughs> like my, I'm just laying out mana one every turn. I just eventually get to the point where I have too much mana, not enough cards. And then I'm like, oh yeah. And then I got this combo and I just like, bam, 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 bam. And next thing he goes, he's like, how many beasts do you have? And I'm like, let me go get more tokens. Cause I just dropped about 40 this turn. He's like, what? 46, six flyers with trample. Why aren't you attacking yet? I thought your deck was so cool, you know, it makes me fearful to attack you right yet. So I'll just send over 24 points worth of flyers. <laughs> just, that way, way I've still got a whole bunch that of That way I have a few blockers, yeah. <laughs> well, that that's overkill. No, it's not. Overkill is if I tapped half my fucking army. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always love doing that shit, just... Oh, oh you think you're that hot shit? All oh, right. What, All right. The Challenge best on. is when you're at fucking pre-release and they're like, "Oh, my pulls are fucking great. I, I got this and I got this, but it's not in their deck because it doesn't work." And you're like, "Eh, my pulls were alright." Now you beat them with a deck full of nothing but commons and basic fucking lands. <laughs> and you're just like, "Yeah, my pulls are pretty good. I got like three pieces of removal. I got a little bit of this, a little bit of that." And he's running like five card fucking shenanigans bullshit, and you're just like, "Play a land." Next turn, play a land that's another color, play a land of the same color, two-color deck, beat the shit out of you with commons. Didn't even put an uncommon in, because it didn't work well. Truth. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that, that's definitely near yeah, territory. <sighs> Getting this out of my system because I'm looking forward to 2020. Got to get the, these bastards out of my system. Yeah. <laughs> There's also, and I think the apex of role players and you, Mr. Moniker, have yet to deal with this. Yeah. But I'm sure your other two have at some point. I haven't heard it so much with Blasphemous running game, but Kaz, you run games with an entirely different group uh, in, in different circumstances. But when one or more players, and it, like the last group I left was because of this, was people telling the GM what is and is not viable for them to make judgment calls in their game world. Something happens and the GM says, okay, well, you slide down the stairs on your ass... And they're like, well, that shouldn't happen. Those are three words that that yeah. shouldn't happen. Yeah, three words. When a player says that shouldn't happen, my interest of in being a GM immediately goes right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, there's that. There's also um, now, or it doesn't. It, it depends on how it's being used. I've had players use that on each other, be like, no, that wouldn't work, because of this reason. And I'm just sitting there in the back watching them, like, party talk. Well, when it's that's... party talk, that's one thing, but when it's the player telling the GM. Okay. Like, if you're that's... running a game... Here's how you run your game. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, basically the player telling, or, yeah, the player telling the GM what does and does not work in the GM's game world. To give an example, I had one situation where the characters had parked a carpet of flying about 20 feet up in the air next to a tree they go into another situation where the locals had actually developed over the course of generations a resistance to poison makes sense because they used poisons primarily as their uh, tool for hunting stuff so basically they were like halflings with poison dart frog darts but they developed an immunity to it over time because they used it so frequently in not only hunting but their food they're eating the fucking toxin. It's like a spice now. It's like a spice to them at this point. They've been doing it for hundreds of generations, basically. So it does not affect the uh, locals, but it affects the players. And they're like, well, that shouldn't happen. So, of course, they slaughter all the halflings, do all the other murder stuff. Murder Hobo. They murder Hobo it up. They get back and they find that their carpet of flying is now, like, tilted at a funny angle and has slid into a tree. And there's vines hanging from it. And, you know, they do a, a brief investigation, and it looks like, with the amount of small feet prints around, that a halfling hunting party came out of here, threw vines over it, and tried to pull it down. But the best they got was that it just drifted along the side into a tree. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. And the game group is like, well, that shouldn't happen. These are sentient beings. Or when they tried to fly the same carpet of flying through a null magic zone. And the carpet... Took a nosedive, and they're like, well, that shouldn't happen. Do you understand what a null magic zone is? Yeah, Do you understand th what This a is three instances of the same players telling me in three different situations of the same campaign. In one game sessions, well, that shouldn't happen. In one game session? This was in one game session. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> All right, pack it in. See you guys never. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. That I calmly shady. folded my books up, sat them on the table, and just walked out. I was like, have a nice game. I'm no longer here. That's about the only real recourse. Cause There's actually one player who still bitches about it to this day. He's like, oh, Goblin had his huge flame out. He threw a tantrum and left. I'm like, well... If, he's, if why Goblin we... threw a tantrum, there'd be holes in the wall and people bloody. 
I did not throw a tantrum. I calmly folded my books up, sat everything in one place on the table. I looked at the guy who was meant to inherit my books when I quit GMing, and I'm like, these books are yours. That is all I said when I walked out. Yeah, see? That's that's calm anger, not tantrum anger. <laughs> calm anger gets sometimes scarier. <laughs> calm anger is much scarier. Just look, your dad just looks over at you. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I would say that players who tell the GM what works, what the rules are for the GM's game world, yeah, is out of line. Yeah. Can it's I, absolutely out of line, especially because rule number one, the GM is always right. If you have any questions, rule number two, see rule number one. Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of people have been talking about Fight Club. <laughs> see? And uh, on that note, can I get into another thing that peeves me? Yeah. Go for it. This might be niche to 40k, but then again, you guys might I might be able to actually relate to this too. But people, like gamers who get a little too into their faction. You know what I mean? Like I know exactly what and who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I, don't, I don't mean this as like smack talk. I, I, I really don't. He's, he's my bud. But like, um, y- you know, like... Uh, especially a lot of Space Marine players are very like this, you know. It's like, oh, you put you fucking play Xenos, and it's like, yeah, we're the best. I'm like, yeah, it's because Games Workshop sucks the Space Marines, you know. God, it's like the amount of shit talking I got when people found out I played Bugs. Yeah, oh, exactly. Well, the irony is Bugs are one of the best factions. Yeah, I started building my Nid army, and people are like, oh, you play Bugs? Yeah. Uh well then, play it. Yeah, exactly. Come, come challenge me then. Yeah, exactly. You know, get I don't your money mind. where your fucking mouth is, exactly. and watch you get slimed. Yeah, exactly. Like I, you know, I don't mind a little, you know, bit of, you know, like oh, oh Zeno scum, you know, like to get into it, to get a hype for the game, you know, or I'll be like, oh Zog and Yumi, you know, like stuff like that. That's fun. That's what makes the game fun. This but is, that, that's trash talk or yeah. smack talk. That's within reason. It's when it's over the top. Yeah. And it reaches through that fourth wall and becomes targeted. It's almost like... um, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To to, to put it in a local flavor, it's like being a 49ers fan living in Seattle. (laughs) Speaking of, the Super Bowl's been over. Yeah, well, they act like that, though. I'll check. But they, okay. the, but the, the way you're talking, though, yeah. and I do, I do, I totally see it. People act that way, and it's like... I don't really see it happen in Magic. I don't really see it happen on tabletop, but with Warhammer, I do. Like, people pick their favorite teams. And nine out of ten times, it's always the Space Marines players. I mean, I can see why, but, I mean, a large part of that is, uh, I would say, a deal due to Matt Ward just sucking off the Ultramarines so hard. You know, and just making... I mean, I get that they're the poster boys. I get that, and I'm fine with that. Really, I am. I actually like the whole, you know... Full of the Emperor, you know, their overzealousness. It's cool. That's what got me into the hobby in the first place. But it's like when you start, you know, just dismissing other players of other factions out of your, you yeah, know, like, well, like sanctimoniously just dismissing others. Like that, then it, it just like, kind of ruins Templar, it for everyone. Isn't that one of them that's like. Yeah. Like there's, there's yeah, the, the Black there's Templars the are dogmatic, very dogmatic, like uh, almost religious. Like I got figured out a while ago, and I joked this in another server once. Yeah. Um, Warhammer Space Marine factions can be described as Dia's Volt followed by one of three responses. Uh, Dia's Volt brother, Dia's Volt sister, Dia's Volt Xeno expletives. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's like, it's a gross oversimplification, but it is all of the Space Marine chapters. And then I got rebuttaled with, isn't that like Black Templar Zone? Yeah, Kill. pretty much. 
or pray, kill, burn. Maim, pray, kill, burn. Maim, kill, burn. Yeah, that's their whole thing. Yeah, so like, yeah, it makes a little bit of sense from them because they are the holier than thou within that sort of. Yeah, branch. exactly. I mean, that that's that like that's the thing. Like, if it's the character that they're like that, okay, that's fine. It's just when it starts getting personal, or if you just you know refuse to acknowledge the other factions, it's like, well. Yeah, I've become much more of a fence sitter in my old age when it comes to shit like that. Like, somebody will say, oh, I play Eldar, and I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, I mean, if everyone's playing fucking Space Marines, I mean, like, canonically, there's going to be a little conflict of interest there, because they're all on the same side. Like, shit, I mean, someone's got to play the bad guys. I mean, part of the reason why I win Chaos, because... <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, exactly. And also, part of the fact is, you know... In every sort of game I play, I, I'm always like a goody two-shoes. I mean, for fuck's sake, I play a paladin, you know, <laughs> in Blasphemous' game. So yeah. I thought, you know oh what? Oh my god, it's so funny sometimes. Yeah. Smart. 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 Speaking of which. So it's like, why not? I'm gonna, I, it's kind of cool for me because I feel like I can try my hand at playing, oh, yeah, legit villains. So it'll be interesting to see. Now I just got to choose my faction. So that's what peeves me off. People who get way into their factions. Way too invested. Yeah, and, I, I really don't see yeah. that. I mean, there are people who are... And it's really weird. Like, when I first got into Magic and then I dropped out, then I got back in and I dropped out and I got back in. Yeah. The rotating door thing? The, it's like an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I... can't quite kick it. I can't quite kick it and I go back and I get slapped around some more and forced to give money to my sugar daddy, Watsy. um, the players in Magic you know like they don't even get that invested in the color they play like people who and everybody like in Magic has a color they really gravitate toward some people are way better players with a white deck than I will ever be yeah like that is not my color playing a white deck I suck so much donkey balls. <laughs> you put a white deck in front of me, and I'm like, darn yeah. Blue decks, I'm fair at. Uh, red decks, I just like white. I can't do red very well. I'm like a good short burn dude, but for the long game, I get hammered. But you green suck. and black are my babies. <laughs> You're Golgari, huh? Um, if I do a pure green deck, a pure black deck, or a crossbreed of the two... I am just sick and vile. Like my slime deck, which is mostly commons. I've had other people literally throw their decks at me in frustration <laughs> because my slime deck plays so well. Or my beast deck, which has only got a splash of black in it, but it's mostly green. My Jun deck is just brute Gross. force evil once it gets rolling. Yeah. Jun like, is black, green, red, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Black, yeah. green, uh, red. But it's... most of the other decks that I played, like I'll, I play blue occasionally, and like when I play blue, I get kind of a little twitchy. But at the same time, I recognize my opponents. I've gone against opponents who have played blue-white decks, or they played Band, or they've played uh, Grixis. Yeah. And they have just curb-stomped the crap out of me. And it's like, dude, those are your colors. Recognize. Yeah, and it's... I think that Magic has a little bit of a gentler respect to all five of the colors. Doesn't matter who you are or what you're playing. Like, yeah, people are going to bash blue players or control players or white meanie players. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll talk shit about mill decks to no, nobody's degree. Yeah. But on the other hand, I have a respect for mill decks because I've tried to play mill decks before they became popular. And it just total hipster moment there, but they're not easy to pull off even with some yeah. of the cards. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's the other thing is like, I think people who understand magic understand that it is a game about 
talent, luck, and combos. Yeah. And how you put those three things together is what determines win or lose. Every game. Yeah. See, I mean, for me, I'm not very talented in a magic play. Part of it is I think I'm just bad at strategizing outside of, you know, smash them! You know? So I, I like... Mork. Yeah, my colors were red and green. <laughs> but Orca Gorka. Orca Dorka Dorka. Orca Dorka Indadaka. Okay, I know this one's going to be personal for all three of you. Yeah. But I have to say it. Yes. Especially from my point of view of being a GM. As a player, no problem. Okay. No fucking problem as a player. As a player, I could give zero shits. Yeah. In fact, I could give so zero of shits they go into the negatives, alright? <laughs> oh, negative 22 Celsius and shits given as a player. But as a GM, 100 shits. What, okay, what is the 100 shits? The 100 shits given is to write shit on your character sheet that is actually legible and resembles the <laughs> spoken language in your country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is Guilty. nothing more... like. As a GM, you look over their character sheet, you're like, hey, can I check your stats? And you're like, is that an 18 or a splunge? <laughs> uh, what I... fucking number is that? What are you wearing currently? Is that a, like a roof, Paul's dress, sandwich, dump truck? What the fuck am I reading here? Did I say on this podcast how, uh, why I stopped writing in cursive and started writing in print? Hmm. It was because I was doing a science project my freshman year of class, and I used to write exclusively in cursive until I handed my research journal over to my lab partner, my friend Robert, and he was like, Tom, I can't tell if this is your research notes or if you legitimately are fluent in Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> From that day, I've been writing in print. <laughs> I just, like, the only thing I know in Arabic anymore is stop because my military buddies made it really funny. I wasn't in the military. I had a lot of buddies at work. Yeah. They're like, yeah, all you gotta know is when you see a sign that's got a thing that looks like two guys in a boat, stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is Automobili Magneca. That's all. And Euro. Euro. Falafel. Falafel. Hummus. Hummus. No, it's just like... Chicken shawarma. And it sucks, too. Like, when you actually do get the game rolling. Like, say the character sheet totally awesome it flies right through the radar and you're like great and then you're like doing this big protracted battle and player number five hands you a goddamn note and you look at the note and you're like um turn two enemy brain what i was about to attack somebody this handwriting and turn it sideways and it still makes no sense <laughs> and you're like what the fuck man just draw a smiley face on the note before you handle it because <laughs> just it'll make hieroglyphs just just write down hieroglyphs it'll make just as much sense yeah. <laughs> like at that point the, it's almost better if you know your handwriting is that bad and I am very guilty of this <laughs> oh you are beyond guilty I, I admit this my handwriting it makes doctors cringe <laughs> I, I really wish I was kidding but I'm not um is I will you know what? I'll text you. And pull out my phone, text the DM. That, that's actually a good workaround. So that yeah. they get the clear message. There you go. Now you have your thing, put your phone away. That is that is a workaround if your DM is a, acceptable to it. Yeah. I usually just tell them short, simple words, right, big. I will get you the paper 
with the lines that go through the middle and the lines that go up and down so you know how to space them out. Yeah. <laughs> Translate this into hieroglyphs. Your sandy vagina has a seven-year itch. Ah, <laughs> uh, ERB. Yep. Yeah, I quit watching them a while back. Dude, watch their Thanos one. Eh. Eh? Eh? I'd rather go and watch the sequels to Chicken Attack. Or... Or... Instead of watching ERB, you could use... The Wabajack! Yeah. <laughs> eh? Cheese! Cheese for everyone! Luggage! <laughs> Can't you see fun. I'm doing the fish stick? It's a <laughs> delicate state of mind! <laughs> I love his character so much. Oh, oh, yeah. I believe we're at the one hour mark, sir. Well, we also have about like ten minutes of cutout for me going to take a shit. I know. It equals out. Ah, final thoughts. Do it. Alright, final thoughts. I'm going to say to anyone out there who games in any respect that actually requires more than one person, be kind to other people. Do not let your ego get in the fucking way. Yeah, don't be an elitist. Yeah. Yeah. No one likes an elitist gamer. Or a sore loser, or someone who just puts other people down because they find it funny. Yeah. Unless they're your buddies and you have that understanding, and then you're like, oh no, we're friends, I can call him an XYZ fucking expletive put down, blah blah, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Just like he calls me blah 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 blah. Exactly. It all balances out. Because you're buddies and you have that thing. I would have to say as my final thoughts that when you sit down at the game table or game living room or game campsite... Anywhere where paper and dice is having to go around, remember the rule of KISS. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) And in this regard, I will have to say two things. Don't try to be the most special person there at the game table. It's a cooperative effort. There's a reason why there are other players sitting at the game table. So, just remember that. And number two, don't worry about all the adversity words that come along. Just boil it down. Simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Respect. You give, you get. Amen. So, if you're sitting at a group of people, don't worry about what skin color they've got, or what genders they may be, or if they're a twin-souled, pan-sexual, demi-kin, panda-souled, also identifies as an attack helicopter and a boat at the same time, and Ninja Turtle all rolled into one bundle, and being a crinkler on top of it. Doesn't matter. Ah, so they're a transformer. They might be. You know what, I'll just... Just suffice to say, if that person sitting at the game table next to you is willing to give you respect, give them respect. Amen. That's it. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be compelled. Just be kind to each other, but if someone's being an unholy asshole, feel free to not deal with that person. Yeah, as Bill and Ted would say, be excellent to one another. Right? Yeah. It really does boil down to it. It yep. really does. So those are my final thoughts. You know, just keep it simple, stupid. Show respect, get respect. That's how yeah. it works. It's, it's a exchange. Yep. Moniker. Well, I don't really think I can build on that, so uh, I think that's it for the moniker for this week. For, for this season. season. Yeah, for, for this, this season. season. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God, this is what, 45 episodes? Yeah. yeah it's crazy. It's it been is good. A, yeah, we put it's out more a slog. episodes. I hope we still have listeners, and if any of you do want to get in contact with us, it's on our website, it's on all of our YouTube videos. Get a hold of us, please, for the love of God, notice me, senpai, and send us a fucking message. We have been noticed by advertisers. 
seriously. I got junk mail so we can start our own BFG app. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. where we will never put blogs up. Uh, no, no, like an app for your phone. Like, what would we do with an app? Uh, I know, I know. Oh, great DM of power. Give me advice. RTFB. Read the fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> All I can think of is it would be like one of those magic eight balls, but with nothing Basically. but bad advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do right. I do? Seduce the gnome. I'm not playing in a D and D campaign. What should my character do? Sex with Illithin. What? <laughs> <laughs> we just start doing it in like haikus. What would Goblin do? What would Goblin do? <laughs> Nuke them. Nuke them. <laughs> with pebbles. Orbital strike. They don't need that over. Yes, they do. What? No, no, no. What weapon should I take? Dirt launcher. Fucking dirt launcher? Dirt launcher? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I think my final thoughts, just along with respect, give and take, or give and receive. Giggity. Yes. Um, I would also say that, especially for tabletop, Mm -hmm. or card games, and war games, and strategy games, if you have the killing blow... Offer the other person the short answer out. Yeah. Offer them, like, alright, I can ping you this way, or do you want to see a cool combo? Yeah. yeah. Give them that out. Give them that option to go, you know what, this has been painful enough, just end it. Or, you know what, fuck it, it's not like I'm already, not like I'm going to win anyway, what's this combo? Give them that option. Yeah. As part of respect, mercy. The problem with that song is she's demanding respect. Yeah. Demanding respect is like demanding somebody follow you as a leader. If you have to demand other people follow you, you're not a leader. If you have to demand respect, you're not really worth it. Okay, boomer. Well, That's no, what I'm it's... saying. <laughs> Call me a boomer all you want, but you know what? I am one of the few Gen Xers left that has not turned into a sellout. No, I'm... I'm, I'm... See, now, I'm just finding an excuse to say, No, okay, they boomer. didn't sell out, man. They bought in. Fuck those tars. Ah, 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 ah. I mean, hey, it can't be any worse than what they call my generation, fucking millennials. Right. No, I think, because what you're talking about is people use respect to mean two different things. Yeah. Respect me as a human being is one side of it, which, you know, we treat each other with respect in that regard, right? At least we hope yeah. to. We can try. And then there's respect as leadership or authority figure. And some people mean, you don't treat me with respect, so I won't treat you with respect, as you won't treat me as an authority, so I won't treat you like a human. I'm just using leadership as an example, because the similarities between leadership and respect, they're basically walking on the same sidewalk, even though they're not hand in hand. Yeah. That's, right. that's what I'm saying, is like, if I have to demand that you follow me as a leader, then I'm not worthy as a leader. If I walk up to say uh, to you and say, "Hey, you have to respect me because I'm older than you," you're not you going to you're not you going to respect me like, because I just told you you have to basically kneel before me. I'm asserting authority over you. Instead of instead of if I walk over up to if I walk up to you and say, "Hey, I'm a little older, you know that I got some experience here. If you ever have any questions, I am more than willing to you know let you know from my lifetime of experiences." And this is that is what that, that's that's rolling out a red carpet. That's meant more making an invitation than a demand. Yeah. Right. And that's that, what I'm saying. It's it at that point you've earned respect rather than forced respect. Exactly. And that's 
that's a key difference. And that's what I'm saying at the game table is when you're sitting with somebody, it doesn't matter who the fuck they are. It doesn't matter if they're purple in a wheelchair with fucking bean spouts growing out of their goddamn head. If they turn to you and say, hey, man, I'm going to order food. You want to chip in? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're showing you, they're actually acknowledging your existence as a, another living being with a right to live, and then you do get hungry. Yeah. So well why not be like, sure, man, I'll throw in five bucks with you. Yeah, right. Purple dude in a wheelchair with hoses coming out of your head. But what I want to know also, other than what I'm ordering, is what's your name? Yeah. Who are you? It's Who are you? Who are Who you? Who am I? Who? <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, let's, this is our last one of the season. Oh, Sorry, yeah. it's dragged on, people. We're yeah, on. well, this one's going to be fun to edit. You have fun with that. And next time you hear us, we will be coming to you from Radcon. Woo! Woo! I'm going to be so tired. <laughs> yeah, what is sleep? <laughs> hey, at least you guys don't have to come back and go directly to work the moment you come back. That's fair. Yep. Point. I took vacation time for that. <laughs> okay, listeners. All right. See you in season four, beginning with our Radcon livecast. Peace the fuck out. Bye. Peace. Live in it or rest in it. Because <laughs> I can't think to this, guys. Au revoir. My biggest pet peeve in gaming is the moniker. <laughs>